Hey girls, Maria Menounos here, author of the Every Girl's Guide to Life. Want to know my best tips and secrets for organization, travel, weight loss, beauty, fashion, and everything else in between? Go to bing.com slash Maria and pick up my new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Life. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Glee. Tonight's host is Paul Ashton. Joining Paul will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Elizabeth Kiernan and Katie Page. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Glee news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Paul Ashton. Thank you very much, Sir Richard Wentworth. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to AfterBuzz TV uh, for Glee, Season 2, Episode 21, entitled Funeral. Um, Hi to all of you out there in Ustream land, and hello to all our podcasters. I'm Paul Ashton, and I'm joined, as you heard, by Katie Page and Elizabeth Keenan. But that's not just all, ladies and gentlemen. It's an extremely special night for AfterBuzz and for all of you gleeks out there alike, because we have two special guests in... Um, AfterBuzz oh! Boom! Get crazy. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Firstly, we have an old face return to visit us once again. It's very nice to welcome Australian actress Trilby Glover back into the studio. Hello, Trilby. Welcome. Hi, great to be here again. Yeah, nice to have you back. And a new face that some of you may not know, um, at least within the AfterBuzz walls, but ladies and gentlemen, say hi to Mr. Ian Brennan, executive producer of Glee, joining us here today. Ian, thank you so much for being with us. And co-creator. And co-creator, that's true. true. And we're going to discuss that tonight. We're going to discuss what (laughs) what it means, how it happened. I look forward to it. And of course, if you guys want to call in uh, when we're discussing it all, please feel free if you're listening to us live. Um, but look, let's start, let's do our first half of the show by doing what we usually do and break down, uh, this really, really quite moving episode of Glee, the penultimate episode in season two entitled Funeral. We knew someone might die, uh, was supposed to die and I certainly wasn't expecting it to be Jean and, uh, it kind of immediately <laughs> pulled at the heartstrings. Yeah. Right. It but it was, really. what was so good about this episode to me was the simplicity of it. Um, it was kind of just had the two things like running through it. You had the kids dealing with these auditions with the Jesse St. James dealing with that. And it was counterpointed by um, Sue's initial rage and then sadness at dealing with uh, the funeral of Jean. But it really was Jane Lynch's episode. Right. She was awesome. Uh, I mean, amazing. Yeah, she I was love really, really good. How, how quickly they flipped it between <laughs> you're laughing at one in one second and 
five minutes later you're crying. I know, and I, think, I would feel uh, guilty about laughing, and I was like, no, it's okay, that was a joke. Yeah, I think right. that's what I think that's what what made the episode work because obviously, you know, um, it uh, you can get you can get bogged down in sadness, and you can get bogged down in in um, over sentimentality with these things very quickly, mm. but. The fa- but Sue's lines tonight, her so one-liners, one were as good as ever. Oh, fantastic. And they kind of like, I feel like they like her sadness was channeled through an increased amount of caustic, you know, hatred. <laughs> and it was that balance that, ma- that, and like her holding it off the whole time, the whole time until the eulogy. And she by, earned it. By yeah, which yeah. point we're all... Uh, Blubbering she messes. really was all over the one-liners today with the Frank. What did she call them? The monsters. Oh my Frankenteen. Uh, so well, let's let. The, I mean, there there were one-liners everywhere tonight. Let's it let's go really, from the top really... and work through it. We started with uh, show choir consultant Jesse James joining the Glee Club. Jesse St. James. Jesse St. James. What did I say? <laughs> Just Jesse James. James. Which is different. <laughs> Sounds like a um, you know, well, some sort of Wild well, West. Well, that's because he was he was a Wild West. Okay. Yep. He's no, very was, good. He really. was, I liked his Mike Chang. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Finn, I like but it. at least he can dance. Yeah, Finn dances <laughs> like a zombie, uh, like a zombie who has to poop, yep. uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. And he gets behind. Which I think they should have said about Cord, but <laughs> I'm always ripping on Cord dancing. Is he not a good dancer? He's not a good dancer. Huh. But it's okay. You guys have really good editing. And, and, and <laughs> the Justin Bieber episode was rough for him, but he's adorable, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> he has he has beautiful lips. Really, His hair really is does. gorgeous. Also, yeah, yeah. are they as good in real life as they are on camera, or does the camera add eight pounds to the lips? <laughs> <laughs> eight, not ten. <laughs> yeah, eight, not ten. Right. What's that about? Camera ends ten pounds. Normally, I, just I thought it, it was eight. No. I, thought it, was, no, I thought it was eight. It's eight I for lips. It must per, be. That's well, probably okay. in Australia. In Australia, right. in Australia it's eight yeah. pounds because so we're thinner. Or, or because kilos. we're thinner. We're thinner. That makes Not sense. than LA. Mm. Wait, no. I don't understand. Is it pounds? You do no, it in pounds, no, be, though, for some reason? No, no, no. Ten, ki- ten pounds is four kilos. So, Do you know what a stone is? Do you ever use the term, I'm four and a half stone? My dad does because okay. he's he old. So just, yeah, like I, that's like saying, like, I live four furlongs away. Would you like a bushel of coke? <laughs> he, says, he says Fortnite all the time. Oh, they all Lord. do. They yeah. all fortnight do. is because it's what it describes. <laughs> yeah. two, a fortnight is two weeks. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know what it is, so it sounds to me like we've just traveled back in time. Yeah. And this so, like, table's we're... like a full hectare. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. An acre. Right. Do you guys use acres? Yes. Yes, yes acres are normal. No, we use acres as well. All right, all right. Do you use it for something different? Common ground. We found a common yeah. ground. Yeah. Well, when it comes to describing, when it comes to describing the size of a farm, we can all agree. <laughs> totally. Yeah, anyway, Sue's in a really bad mood, and in fact, she's lactating with rage, <laughs> which was hilarious. Um, she and had womb rage. Womb rage. The best line. Out. I couldn't wait to say it. I was gonna wait until we got to it, but no, it was but the best line in the show. That was 
very good line. Womb very, rage I, is my new thing. Uh, I'm going to use it. Is I'm it your new thing? It. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. use Oh. <laughs> well, now that's what I'm calling it now. That's what I I'm calling I it. I've had it since I was a girl. It's a rebranding. Yep. It's a rebranding of being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I like at least I, at least now I have something I can call it. Right. So thank you to to all of Glee for giving me something I can say. Oh, w- womb rage is it? Yep. Well, is it Paige? Ian did write that line. I did. You came yeah. up with did that line. I did. What how did you how did you do that? Uh I don't know. Sometimes they just come to you, but that was going to be I knew that was going to be a good one. Was that in the middle of the night or was that Do you have um, people in your life who suffer from this condition? No, I've actually been spared a lot of room rage. <laughs> room rage. <laughs> it's a tongue twister as well. <laughs> yeah, right. To be used in drama school. Yeah. Room wage. <laughs> yeah. No, just as a note, this is actually this is actually one of the first times that I've only I've seen it as it aired. I did not see this episode beforehand. This right. happened last week as well. It's because we don't have a writing staff, so the three of us can get sort of behind. So these past uh, two weeks. So that again, you don't have a writing staff. No, we don't. We're going to hire one soon, but it's so the, the three, three of us of you, for forty four. We'll have done forty four episodes. The three of us. Um, did, no one else comes in on the writing. Yeah, the three of you no. in a room. How Just does it now? How does it work? Do you do? You, does one of you take a lead on the draft and then you sit opposite each other, and or do you do it together? No, we, what we do is we break stories together, and then we uh, we basically there are certain characters that we sometimes mainly write, or, or if, if a scene has a certain tone, one of us will write them otherwise. So there's a little bit of overlap, but um, then we'll sort of separate and then we write on our own then we blend and then we edit together and we'll rewrite together but generally um, most of it's done in isolation I only say that because I then there was stuff this week that I had actually forgotten you get to a point where it's you're writing so quickly that um, you end up just sort of giving your first drafts of stuff you don't even look mm-hmm. at stuff so there was actually some of those lines that I didn't even remember and you wrote Jesse as well correct uh, yeah for most of this episode which is good a and, and, no and they had good it's good when you got because both those characters both Sue and Jesse sort of are just like one line machines which is great mm-hmm. um, and sort of can can get away with saying anything which is always the most fun you, you do manage to channel caustic harsh brutal very well what happened to you as a young boy I know <laughs> right? I had the most boring lovely childhood it could not have been less eventful so awesome um but yeah, it was really good. And then actually, what was great about I felt with that this episode, I was really pleasantly surprised. We were really, I was really nervous about this one because it's because um, it did go so dark and went so not dark, but just sad and and could have come off as maudlin, I think. And then um, the show at its best, at its best, can sort of walk the line and that tone and um, of sort of going from laughter to to crying very very quickly. Yeah, and I, I was really quite, like the heightenedness of it. Sometimes mm-hmm. is almost clown like. Yeah, and that is precisely what clowns do. Yeah. You know, like your, old, yeah. your what's his face from Paris sort of stuff. Right. I don't know. If any, I don't guy. expect anyone to know what that just Clear. meant. Marcel, Marcel, uh, yes. Lecoq is what I'm talking Lecoq. about. <laughs> um, but I, I would really actually credit this. This, yes. this episode was directed by um, Brad Beaker, who is actually our our. Uh, our editor for the whole first season and then this second season he's directed a bunch of stuff he's got a birth yep and he uh, never misses no and I'd be interested in in actually talking about that when we come to the music because a lot of the you know music was sort of in one batch tonight which was uh, a nice uh, you know it it, it was a great conceit like well that's what happens next you know um, uh, no that's not what happened next but um, putting all the kids together like that (laughs) Perfect, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Putting all the kids together like that allows you, uh, with the auditions, to, to get through through some songs quickly. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting, you know, the, the just the slightly subtle differences between the way each uh, kid was was shot singing their song, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But let, let's come to that when we get to it. Totally. I did want to just rattle through a couple more one-liners in that yeah. opening scene of Sue's. Um, 
Uh, your nickname is Panda Express. Uh-huh. Very Panda. funny. An uh-huh. idiot, something America's full of. <laughs> um, and Panda make it so when she's trying to sabotage <laughs> right. their flights. Right. Right. Um, which when she went, she went all uh, or grasshopper. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I loved, even though it wasn't a one line, but when she said the most common password in America with the espionage, <laughs> yeah. and they tried one, two, three, four, what? and crack it. <laughs> I'm allergic to pansies, and that's not a comment uh, either. Yeah. That was hilarious. So, so Sue fired Becky, pom poms from the uh, from the on the desk by the end of the day, and Mr. Shu said no as well because you know nationals are coming up, and this was kind of. Sad. And I was so glad he did that though, because I was like, yeah. please don't back down. Right. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. I was so yeah, glad though, that yes. he didn't. The, the, the wording was particular though, you know, like we don't have a place for you this week. Well, next year, right. no worries. But we really felt for her, but that's I for like sure. I that realism in, in the show sometimes. Like, I think last week when. Uh, Britney was trying to be won back by Artie. I mean, Artie was trying to win back back Britney. Yeah. And, you know, he did the whole song. And then at the end, she's like, I'm sorry, but I won't take you back. We said that as well. We loved that moment. Yeah, because it was real. Normally in that kind of scenario, then the character immediately is won over. And again, you feel like she's just going to agree to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I also love that I didn't know where they were going. Like, I had no idea what the funeral was going to be. So I was still like, this is Becky trying to What's do this go- where's yeah, this, this going is another setup or and it, and it, and it really and it kind of bookended it so well the way with that and then and then what what comes at the very end um when they reunite and that was really oh, heart you know heartstring pulling well, that as well that sounded sexual yeah, it was, really that, did that, that got sort of sexy i'm yeah, sorry about that was, that was the sexiest heartstring pulling actually. i've ever he has an heard. orgasm every time he cries that's, that's, that's the weirdest thing or maybe i i cry every time i have an orgasm i think they're, they're not mutually exclusive <laughs> That is not true. <laughs> um, okay, so then we find out that Jean has passed away from pneumonia, and um, immediately when Jane Lynch is sitting there alone in the uh, staff room, and and Will comes in and has a chat, has a crack at her first, then quickly is in, put in his place. Immediately, there's something different about Jane Lynch's performance. We see why she was such, uh, you know, having such a bad day at the beginning, but immediately there was a restraint to it, and a, you know, a depth that you know, like uh, we all know, she's capable of. But it's so great for her to have an episode where she gets to go there, because she's so she's like led from the front in so many ways for this for this show, been such so integral to its success, mm-hmm. and now she got to do some acting chop stuff, you know, beyond her bravado, and and it was I don't know I was very really impressed. I I thought it was really impressive that you guys made me feel bad for her. I was like, yeah. why do we still feel bad for her? Why do we care about this character? I'm sitting there going, is it because I love Jane Lynch so much? I or? think that's a. I, th- I think you can look yeah. to. I think. I mean, I think the show can take responsibility, and I think Jane Lynch can take responsibility. Yeah. Well, sure, but I think it goes beyond Jane Lynch, even because um, you know, I like a lot of characters, and I could set them apart kind of from their motivations and the scene and whatnot. But like they, sh- I literally was like. Could not figure out why I felt bad for her. I yeah. was like running back to the also, show. Like, yeah, but I also what are her re- like her redeeming moments? But she has so many of them because she is especially with her with sister. Jean, this yes, has been built. Her, this yeah, relationship was built. It was always very, so pure and very, just yeah. all love. Yeah. So, right, yeah. right from the very. Was it in the first? It was in the very first early season. On in the first we season, uh, we yeah. Do you know when? Yeah, it was. I I believe it was a an episode called Wheels, which was it was sparkly directed, but was was sort of a turning point where we were sort of halfway through. It wasn't yeah. too early. Like we really were surprised to it find this out about yeah, her. Yeah, and um, it's been really particularly layered through, and 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 also you know with the Carol Burnett stuff coming, you know, and 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 Sue and looking after Jean in spite of her mother. 
And you it know, wasn't it wasn't like when they brought her on I was I didn't have that moment of Ugh! Why did they do this? Is so like manipulative. <laughs> like yeah. it's not. It felt genuine. Her moments with her were not like forced or, um, you know, just overly, um, you know, like you were saying. Well, there was something. Yeah, there's, 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 they weren't. There's yeah. been something completely like non-condescending, non-patronizing about Sue's relationship with her sister. Right. Thank and, God. You know, and it has, it's like elevated, and and, and it actually the way that, you know, I, I think Becky is handled as well mm. can can be talked of in the same sentence, that um, that makes you, f- like, makes you feel like you know them really, really well and they're treated just like it's an equal relationship, mm-hmm. right. but a very beautiful one because of the challenges that such a relationship can face. Right. And so... You I love when she talks to dies. Becky and she'd be like, hurry up! Or, any, you know, just yeah. like she would yell yeah. at anyone else. It's, yeah. She's no different. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, anyway, so that was sad, and we knew we were in for a tearjerker. Um, Rachel's pumped about the audition. Finn's confident is shot because Jesse has torn him a new one. Um, and Finn goes through, actually, Finn, it's, there's so much else going on. It's sort of like a, 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 a third or fourth or fifth yeah. layer plot, but Finn goes through something tonight and cha- something changes him substantially mm. uh, just in time for the cliffhanger um, ep- last episode. Um, uh, well, I did love the depth of uh, Su- Su- Sue's speech. You know, you really were moved by the talk of love and care that she had for her sister. And it was interesting that Finn took it on in a romantic sense. Mm. Yeah. The tether. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The tether. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, I want to talk about that. That's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Just incidentally. (laughs) But not yet. He's on the schedule. (laughs) Wait for it. (laughs) Sorry. Suspense is killing Um, me. Um, <laughs> wow, Will, that's a lot of vests, <laughs> Emma says, as she's helping him pack. And we find out for the first time that Will's actually is going to New York because mm-hmm. yeah. we wasn't sure. We weren't sure if he was going to. We kind of we didn't hear much about it last week. Yep. And uh, all of a sudden he's following through and he's got a huge collection of sweater vests. Yeah. And vest that's, fetishist that's is what thank God. Sir Sylvester calls him. That is funny. A vest fetishist. <laughs> I wish there had been a whole shelf of hair products as well. And right. didn't didn't oh, Emma yeah. didn't Emma and Will Next feel time. didn't Emma and Will feel um, nice nicely domestic in that scene. Mm-hmm. They do. You know? It really does. She was being such a girl about it, where it's like, I'll break up with you first. I mean she she wasn't that much, but just being like, yeah. No, you're going and you're staying and I want that for you and he was really trying to get in there, but she was totally shutting herself down. Yeah, like not, up a wall. N- yeah, not letting herself get hurt. Yeah. As we saw at the end when she walked away and, and Will like leaves these two broken hearted women in the corridor. Right. right. Um, so then the boys bring Sue the flowers and we get I'm allergic to pansies and I don't mean that as a swipe at both of you. <laughs> at either you of spoke, you. You spoke out of turn. Yeah, I did. I, I'm sorry. I've been, I've been jumping the gun on. No, that's fine. So many Talk about whatever you like whenever, guys. That's what we're here to do. Well, I loved it after that when Kurt was trying to bond with Sue and he, they were like, well, we know what it's... Like to lose yeah. someone, my yeah, my mum's dead too. So dad's dead, mum's dead. Yeah, it was like. But what I loved, what I, I loved when she just admitted to not knowing what to do. Mm. It's the mm. first time, really, one of that we've seen Sue just at a loss, mm. just stumped. And she also said in that scene, so vulnerable. It's vulnerable. She also Sorry. said in that scene she was talking about. Um, you know, why did she die and I'm still standing here? And oh, I was yeah. like, that is literally the only person she knows on this planet that she would say, I should have died instead of that right. person. Yeah. And she's so, right. you know, she's so self-involved that um, it was just really shocking to hear that come out of her mouth. But, like, 
I believed her, mm. which I think is it was a really interesting moment. Yeah, that was that was touching. Because in any other case, she'd be like, "Good, I'm not dead." Right. You know, yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm the most important person on this planet. Yeah, um, and of course, then Chris and Finn decide they want to help and sing at the funeral, um, which uh, Sue's agreed to. And Finn brings that to the. Um, well, I feel like she didn't on. agree. I well, mean, she sort of accepted. She, was, yeah. she, she just, wanted it. Yeah, she wanted. She, she as she said, she didn't want to deal she, with she, it. Yeah. Um, right. And but Jesse, Jesse <laughs> disagrees, and Finn and Jesse have another, you know, another little fight. And I love Jesse's. Jesse's quote about, do you know what we do if someone dies in a performance? They use them as a prop like Weekend of Bernie's. Yeah. I think that may be my favourite yeah. of the app. Good, good. And also his, the, his performance in that moment when he goes, you know what vocal adrenaline is yeah. doing right now? He like, is so good. He's so good. He, he can really do anything. That's what's so exciting about that character is you can just, he sells everything with total, being totally committed. It's Full re- commitment, it, yeah. yeah and it totally makes it great to write to. Because you were in Glee Club at school in the obsessiveness. Yeah, it actually feels that like that. Everyone had. Yeah, I mean, we were terrible. My Glee Club was absolutely terrible. Never won anything. I can't believe they're called actually called Glee Club. They're actually not. Oh, that's actually not. weirdly. That's what sort of that sort of happened more because of the show. I now oh. sort of refer to yeah. it, but we we refer to it as like as show choir. Yeah, show I choir, was in right. show choir. Right, and then yeah. my but my mom I think was in like Glee Club. I think it was more it's like older. a '50s thing, more of like. Stools, but like they a didn't stool dance choir. in glee clubs. No, I know. Show choir were the dance. Like, we did those too. I know. Luckily, we've sort of allied the we two. The we've actually sort of. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't even. Were understand. you robots? Yeah, we did. We, yeah, we did, did robot robots. Stuff. Mostly, there's a whole. You do a whole unit in robots. <laughs> right. you, you don't start. To, that's you start with the basics. For wow. people who can't see, I did costumes <laughs> so much. I know. I mean, robot, I, robot costumes. I, I was just in chapel. They were super I was tight just costumes. in chapel choir. And chamber orchestra. Chapel. Everybody was in something. Everybody was in something embarrassing yeah. is what I'm learning. Yeah. I'm still in choir, actually. <laughs> actually, but you know what? I'm in an the, adult choir. As I'm now, <laughs> I, would, I would never, ever have exchanged that, that experience. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, my life's richer for it. Right. And that may make me an absolute massive nerd, ladies and gentlemen. You heard <laughs> it here first. Can we have the exclusive, please, Jesse? After Buzz TV exclusive. Nerd. I may be a nerd. This is not. <laughs> if people watch the show, this is not the first time they, they're figuring this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're, they're all saying, yeah, duh. And we've had this conversation before, I feel like. No? Where you said you're a nerd and we're all like, yeah, duh. I have n- I've never said it before. You may have said it. I didn't say it. Frankenstein <laughs> and lady trousers. Right. Frankenstein. Frankenstein and lady trousers. Yeah. I just read my writing wrong. Yep. Frankenstein <laughs> and lady trousers. He wrote yep. it in Australian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we're, I'm going to start. Last, we couldn't understand what he said last week. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so this is where we're up to the the auditions, the singing, Je- I love that and, and Jesse yep. Jesse places himself as an idol judge. I loved his bit about I took UCLA. a UCLA, yeah, <laughs> reality class in UCLA, That's reality amazing. competition judging. So uh, first we had Santana sing Back to Black. Currently on the uh, screen in the studio, ladies and gents, we're seeing uh, Chris Colfer have a crack at some people from Gypsy. Um, now let's talk about. Uh, like every week, it's always interesting how you guys use, uh, uh, f- find a way to bring music, bring mm-hmm. the songs in. Sometimes it's com- it's it's a part of a performance like this. Other times it's just for the hell of it. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, it 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 does that hurt having to think up ways, or do you, do you use it organically depending on what, whatever the you know th- this makes it easy. Yeah, yeah, and actually this was sort of a relief. We uh, we actually wanted to do it was actually Ryan's idea. He's like, well, you know, we haven't done an audition type thing since the pilot. Uh, which incidentally was not in the pilot script. Those um, those auditions were actually 
for the most part, actually what those guys auditioned with. Right. And we needed something. That's Ryan right. was very good on the fly during that pilot. And you have a little bit more time when you're doing a pilot than you do regular episode. You have like four weeks rather than a week and a half. And so uh, he was just like, let's do it. And th- those, those auditions um, were all done live. Um, and that's actually, like, Chris Colfer came in and sang... Uh, they, they Mr. Sang? Sullivan, uh, Mr. Oh, Sullivan yeah, came in and just like sort of like just nailed it. Anyway, so we hadn't had that opportunity to do that, and we are usually, you know, at our best, we we're pretty good at integrating music, and um, and we sometimes get that magical realism of so. Usually, as long as you ground some part of the performance, yeah, there you'll, the audience will buy, or I as viewer sort of buy that there's other parts where it gets because we all sort of feel like we walk down the street with like a soundtrack in our heads, and yeah, so we all and. We're all part of that like musical vocabulary, I guess. Yeah. But with this, it was just it was just nice to sort of set up a camera and then just watch essentially four songs right in a row. We've never we haven't done that in a while. Yes, uh, yeah. And then what's great is they never just the uh, Brad's were just really fantastic in this episode. There were so many ways this episode could have been maudlin or bad, and just the tone was right. And then he, yeah, there were four essentially exactly the same. Set up, and each one of these numbers looked uh, subtly different. Yes, just really, really simple and things. That yeah, fit the song and the cinematography is different for everyone. Was good. How, yeah. What goes into just incidentally, like a, in a the, these are relatively low production, yeah, um, value numbers in terms of there are there's not dancing, it's not outside. Yeah, you know, do does. Does cost ever inform your choices? Like restrict your choices? There is it. Or do you always get to make a choice artistically? Rarely. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, rarely is it. Does it impinge upon it? We can usually usually make like this is like this is about auditions. Yeah. This this is about showcasing our four best singers. Yeah. Seeing where they've come, so we don't want to do it flashy. We want to hear them sing. Yeah. Is that kind of the thinking? Most definitely. Yeah. And then this was probably. um, I mean, we by this this point in the season, you get so backed up that there was probably not a ton of time to rehearse anyway. Had we wanted to, so. so it just worked out really well, and I was really proud of that, um, of and, how that looked. So, and and we'll talk in de- in depth about the like the process of a sh- of an episode, you know, mm-hmm. after the commercial. But just quickly, the, they pre-record and they're lip syncing, right? When to the, lip syncing to, to themselves. Their own. And yeah. but do they sing out loud as well? Yeah. Like so, because yeah, I yeah, really yeah. I really feel like there's never any there's always something coming out of their mouth, and I always feel like Leah Michelle has to be. She's the best she, she at it. She goes there she every really time. Yeah. You that. can actually. It's not the key. Is not I've we've noticed you wouldn't know this otherwise, but that the key is. Actually Actually, not you don't see it in their lips. You see it in the throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if an actor's not singing, you sort of don't see the motion there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's yeah, no way that you could really mime well. and get where some of them go. Yeah. Well, you know, emotionally. Just to go back to what you were talking about, organically, kind of um, pulling in the music and mm-hmm. integrating it into this into the narrative. Um, I think you've really pulled a lot of people over because I think the one thing that my friends who dislike musicals, which mm-hmm. is just obviously they're not my friends anymore, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> they their biggest complaint is like I just don't understand why people randomly break into song. Totally and for agree. me, m- my life I randomly break into song because that's just where my emotion goes. Right. But yeah. it's not the, the way for everyone, yep. weirdly. And um, <laughs> and on this show, I think you really managed to. Um, I always feel a song coming. Yeah, yeah you I don't know. know it's you know, about you know, it's, you know yeah. it's coming. You feel it's coming. It's not like you know something uh, just really random pops in. You know, and so I think you guys do a really great job. We really do. I think sometimes, usually it works. There's a couple times when you're like, oh, they're singing. All yeah. of a sudden, there was one actually last week. Where I was like, oh, there, wow, they're singing, and like the the kids in the background are painting and singing. Oh, and they- you can get away <laughs> with some of that. <laughs> uh, that. We love that. The background that made us laugh when yeah, they started singing. Yeah, but sometimes you can you can sort of yeah you can sort of play with it. Which is nice. At first, I remember in the first episode there uh, in, I don't know if you can recall that, 
back, but after the pilot, the first episode back, we did. It was the first time that it was just Rachel was singing at her locker, and we all freaked out because mm-hmm. we're like, "Oh my God, we're suddenly it's a musical now!" Like we mm-hmm. weren't even sure if that was going to work. And then now we do it all the time, and we're, we play much faster and looser. And then you can actually sort of play against it, and you can sort of make fun of it. So so now it's it's pretty Absolutely. fast and loose. Now you guys have a, the reputation. You've done it well long enough that you yeah, guys are able to kind of yeah. play on that motif. But I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, that was my, my I, I, I actually don't tend not to like musicals, ironically, and uh, because of that, because you never, I can never quite buy. I remember watching. Uh, Sound of Music with my sister when we were like little and we both sort of looked at each other and I was like I don't understand how they all know the words like right. how do they all know the word did they practice it earlier because they're all singing the exact same words and it doesn't seem like you've heard this before it's like what's going on like the classic the, the classic old musicals do it a lot more yeah. the random you know and as you've gotten more into like the rent type musicals it's yeah. like you know gorilla music yeah. it's like right. everyone you know is right. in on it right. uh, it's a lot different but with this it's just this was just organic enough it, it just I mean this is fantastic I, I can't that she really, she can she, really, really sing, and we haven't. We we're all, you know, we have twelve kids, and then we have so many characters. That's always like it's hard because with this show, we'll invariably have to let some characters sort of drop off for a while. Yeah, it was like yeah. we hadn't seen Tina yeah. and and Brittany until the funeral song tonight. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, and but, Corey oh sang for the first time in a while tonight. Yeah, it's yeah. an embarrassment of riches, but we we've been really remiss about Amber's character. We just haven't had enough stuff and haven't had enough singing. I so thought we this were, was the best performance. It's that it's stunning, given. and I oh, hadn't God. I hadn't actually heard this, and I hadn't heard the demo. I hadn't heard the recording of this before, so I, I, it was. Um, I actually, uh, Brad actually pitched this song in the room, and then Ryan was like, "What? What song is that?" And I was like, "Jesus, we t- just we have to do that one." Like, yeah. I, I can't believe Talk we haven't thought of that. Talk about big shoes to fill. Yeah, but she just killed it. Killed She's it. So, with, so good. with songs like that. So like, Brad came in and pitched that song. Would there be a case where you couldn't get the rights? Uh, sometimes, does... but rarely. We're okay. we're very very fortunate. Um, sometimes you get you get labels, entire categories, and sometimes you have to go to the artist. But we've we're rarely turned down. And then with this, it was just fantastic. Yeah. That really was one of the better performances I've seen besides uh, too. Really, really good. I hope, I'm actually curious to see it. how it sells on on iTunes because that that's the one that I'll incredible. be downloading. Well, it could really have been good. better if she practiced a little bit more. No, no. <laughs> yeah, he's he's totally the choreography. So right yeah, now. so Jesse's a bit of a, uh, a <laughs> bit of a so prick. To he, everything he yeah. said though was true. It was <laughs> just yeah. you wouldn't have said it that way. But yeah. he he was right. Like she doesn't practice. She has this incredible talent, so she feels like she doesn't have to. So even though no one would have said that it was kind of true yeah but I, I wasn't sure if there was a conspiracy going on as if he was trying to like turn them all like make them all lose confidence like and he's still on vocal adrenaline side but it seems like it's just all for Rachel yeah. we'll see he's just yes right we will mm-hmm. see and so here we can see Rachel singing and and there's a subtle difference that she's in focus mm-hmm. very theatrical the lights just out of focus behind her it's it's really you just it just totally frames her there's not as much no no near as much camera movement yep. with with her What's, what's also good about this, again, I, Brad just really, really knocked this one out of the park. I'm, I have to call him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he, sometimes with these, you'll notice that it, it's actually hard to sometimes get the feeling that you're actually on stage with him. To get up, it, we have a fantastic Steadicam operator named Andrew Mitchell, who um, is an absolute genius. But like, you can just sometimes get on stage uh, with them, sometimes you'll notice on our show it seems a, it'll seem a little bit flat. You'll sort of just see like, but this he really in different ways. This yeah, is this, a, this is a great. This is lovely. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, just Brad has a he just has an editor's eye, so he sort of knows what pieces he needs to get. But you really get the feeling. What's best with these performance numbers on our show is when you get the feel when it when it imparts the feeling of what it's actually like to be on stage. Mm-hmm. That's yes. actually great, and he did a fantastic job of it this time. 
Yeah. And her performance was incredible because she when those slow really songs come on, I usually feel like, oh, I want well, to was, tune out. But right. I really got That's completely drawn in. It's the other things yeah, that ha- that happens, I think, with with um, Amber and Leah is that the, their singing is just so remarkable mm-hmm. that it does a lot of yep. it does this huge amount of extra work. And yeah. I mean, Santana um, is singing extremely well. Like, yeah. and that's it's great to see you doing that. Back to Black, it's just it doesn't. Yeah. It, it's a different. It's a different thing. And there's extra camera work and stuff in there yeah. to to match that kind of pop feel. Yeah. And Leah Michelle doesn't even lift her feet though. And not only do you feel the space of the auditorium, you feel the strength of her performance, and that she doesn't yeah. move at all. And you see the tears, and you feel it. So. It's just a great yeah. piece of space. I, I loved how she presented it with this is the most difficult song I've ever yeah, sung. Yeah, that was I, I, I forgot that song. That I forgot that was in there. Also, the other thing that's not to be forgotten is these guys are now, at this point in the in the series, are so, so tired. They've been working so, I mean, consistently. for uh, When they don't go, when they're not recording stuff, when they're not on set, uh, they're learning choreography they're learning stuff for the tour they're just these guys are literally you're watching like these actors at their most exhausted and you wouldn't know it at all they're like no. consummate professionals also sometimes like exhaustion can bring can, can bring out great performances especially when emotions required right um so maybe that helped yeah um but so so four songs in a row and it kind of really will really kind of worked for then me does brad edit the the episodes he directs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he sort of he oversees posts we've got a they've got a really fantastic post department that just uh, does a bang up job almost always and um, so yeah he oversee he probably didn't cut he probably didn't do a rough cut of his own episode but then uh, put this together it's just just remarkably done it's really one yeah. of my favorites and you can really see the steady you can see the steady cam in action in this shot for those who are on our podcast we're now watching the the scene from the episode where um, where uh, Finn and um, Kurt are helping Sue pack up Jean's room, and you can just see the shakiness. It, it, it's almost always. How, how often do you guys go between Steadicam and locked-off shots? Um, you'll see. This would be. You know, it depends. It depends on the tone of the scene. I'm actually, I'm actually glad that this would this was done Steadicam. It's, it seems sort of obvious now, but you yeah. could it, probably in a in a studio mode, this would be too stolid. And this was actually a tricky scene to write. Um, this took some passes because it it had to be. This was very. She was essentially saying that uh, I don't want any of my sister's memorabilia. Yeah, uh, which was really rough. And I, I would again. This is really why I was worried. And then she pops out this performance just. Really fantastic, and again, like she could have, um, this could have been a disaster. Well, I felt like the boys might. I was, I was wondering if the boys would have just kept it all for her, not like right. not uh, gone yeah, and thrown it away. Just right. sort of I was, they did. I was kind of way. waiting right. for that. To, yeah, because they used some of it in the perform yeah. in the yeah. funeral, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she also said, like, the, I'm not lacking for memories of sure. my sister. Yeah. That's I thought that was yeah, so that, wonderful because some people do like. You know, there's songs written about that like, you take the picture and it's like you're not really there. You've just been photographing the whole time. Do you ever like yes, videotape something? And you exactly. feel like you didn't even go to the concert or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, this is like she was. She lived yeah. this life. She doesn't need all this crap. Yeah. But, you yeah. Know. but we have also already in the episode seen her push Becky away um, as a defense mechanism, and so we we already understand that there's a, there's some defense self defense going on. So I don't feel mm-hmm. that I I didn't feel any animosity towards her at all for that. I just felt sad for her. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what happens, the teddy bear is like, oh yeah, she's had this since she was six. I'll hold on to this. That yeah. was just nice. So she kept one thing. That, yeah, that yeah. was what made it perfect. Yeah. That was Actually, very clever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Really good. So, this moment, the when funeral. She's about to walk when she walks in. That music. The the from the classic Willy Wonka. Uh, 
Pure uh, imagination. The original uh, Willy Wonka with uh, Gene Wilder. Wilder. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that <laughs> he tricky. Me. He really does. Me? He was wonderful. No, Gene Wilder. Gene or Wilder. Gene Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. Well, now that you're. It terrifies me. I just <laughs> never know what he's going to say next. Um, <laughs> it was completely magical instantaneously. It was because we, we all know that. It's it references something really particular and childlike in us all that music, mm-hmm. um, and this just got really really moving, really fast now and especially when Jane Lynch starts the eulogy like mm-hmm. this was really really um, gut wrenching and she she couldn't go on and Mr Schuster came up and and talked to us about the decision for him to do that you know and was it was it is it about what you felt Sue was capable of? Yeah, I, I can't take credit for actually this eulogy. Actually, Brad wrote this. Um, and, and oddly enough, it actually, this is a conversation, that, that talking about a tether between two people is actually a conversation that I've heard Ryan and Brad, they've worked together for ages, and the three of us are all very close and we're sort of like brothers at this point, but like um, they're sort of the brothers I never had or wanted. <laughs> um, but they, but he's, uh, Ryan and Brad would often, I mean, I think one time Ryan described it, he was like, yeah, it's like, I feel like I have a tether to you and like, it's just, you're just connected to somebody. So they sort of drew on this. Also, Ryan's uh, father recently died and I think it was his brother was giving a eulogy and had to stop and then somebody came up and, and read it for him. So this was all very, and this was wow. not, I mean, this was recently. His, Ryan's dad died uh, maybe a couple months ago. So this all came out of, I think the idea to do a funeral episode oh, I mean, nice. directly came out of that. Wow. And then um, and then Brad actually wrote uh, wrote this scene. Um, but yeah, just worked really well and really. I actually, I mean, I, I I really I don't. It would have been hard to have gone on watching her yeah. do it, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was glad he. I was yeah. glad he went up. It let us it let us off the hook a little bit, uh, right. just yeah. in terms of not breaking down completely. Because I just thought her performance was just so amazing. Yeah. That's actually very uh, clever. Like in ancient Greece, when something really traumatic was happening on stage, they would always, you know, have someone the, else telling you what chorus, happened, or right? someone going off stage, right, right. so that the audience was better able to deal right. with it. And it's actually a technique that works really well. Yeah, yeah. and I love just and and we see and what was also nice was seeing the seeing the eulogy reflected back in the faces of the of the Glee Club yeah. and mm-hmm. and particularly the kids who 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 have a, a lost someone in their lives and yep. and we they've had as actors so much time to come to like to you know layer that into themselves into their into their performances mm. and their characters that it really felt it felt very real and like and you know you know Chris there yeah. and, and of course Rachel I forgot about her losing her mother yeah growing mm-hmm. growing up without a mother right. who doesn't really want her and I loved I loved also that the songs about imagination yeah. I just think that that's so fitting for this show yeah right i really Ryan thought when i saw their faces i was just thinking god these kids have been through a lot yeah. yes right? and i was like in high school had i been through that much i mean they they have been up and down their emotional lives are so full and i know it's a right. television show but i right. really feel like i mean there are kids out there in in high schools all around this country who are having you know the same amount of just one after another something happening that just is really traumatic to them even if it's the smallest thing uh-huh. you know it's just a really interesting thing everything Heighten feels reality. big in high school yeah, yeah heightened reality everything yep. feels like the worst like the biggest yep. blow yep yep it's a really interesting thing to translate that into like my adult life and watch it right. and I feel that again yeah. I'm like oh god that moment right and so I thought that was great but then they start singing and they put on the shots of Jane and 
Yeah, that was killer. That was, that was really, yeah. really well done. Everything uh, again, gets steamy. That so hokey and wasn't. Just was very. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, so often when, when you know, especially with the teenage drama, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's so it's easy to to get into CW land. You know, yep. just on just on television in general on network TV, and with a show like this, that it, it has its you know dangers. Mm-hmm. Tonight there was it was just like so perfectly. I thought um, measured, yeah. you know. Yeah, I love that the songs were in the beginning and then they didn't detract from this story because no. it would have just cheapened I agree. the experience. It totally yeah. seemed yeah. very mm-hmm. disjointed. And that, yeah, and it's actually stuff like this. That's this is actually where the show's the strongest, if I may, is that we can pull off um, pull stuff off like this in in the same episode where they're sort of biting really really mean, funny stuff. That's that's the show's at our at at its best when it can walk that tone like this and, and again I just credit Brad a lot he really nailed it yeah and it's nice to see them all together singing yep. like that like a choir yeah you know and <laughs> so many people sang little solos which was so nice right. yeah right and uh, and Lynchy leading from the front yep. um, really amazing stuff um, so straight after this Finn breaks up with Quinn in the car a move after the you know events of the funeral and finishes on seeing Rachel walking out in her morning clothes. I felt like um, those uh, that scene in the car was the first time we'd seen these really tight close-ups. Is that like the first time you guys have done that? I don't know why it just really struck me. It was kind of it was like um, it was really jarring, but not in a bad way. That I don't know how to how else to. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, the, the, so, they're uh, they had extreme close-ups on the two of them on their faces, and it was really interesting to me. I never really had looked at them that closely that, in that way. I felt like the narrative was coming out, like maybe previously where um, in the beginning it was like very music uh, forward, you know? Is this in the terms of the episode? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, even in the beginning of the, of the season, of the, of the show, right. you know, a lot of the music was used to like kind of win people over. Now that it's so focused, these kids are such great actors, a lot of them. Um, yeah. So I just thought that was really nice. Yeah touch to like really look at their faces yeah no and that scene between this scene might not have been had any underscoring or i didn't remember it let's see how uh, close they really go they really go right it's good that's sort of a yeah sort of a friday night lights i was just gonna say that yeah (laughs) especially they're in a pickup the pickup really it's really kind of this classic american yeah sort of yeah i thought the scene came up really well um i uh Brad, Brad wrote this one. It was really, really good. That was such a nice payoff too, with last week and the prom and the looks. Yeah. We were talking about the yeah. longing looks, and right. it's, it went somewhere. And it Diana Grun did pretty well with this, actually. And I love how Finn's first thing yeah. is to go, "No, you're not breaking up with me." Like right. that. Yeah. Right, right. I really love that. Funny. People do that. Girls do that. Totally. <laughs> Men do that as well. Right? That's the closest we ever <laughs> I'm sure seen you've had that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we could go. Time. I would like to see us go closer. Just even, really even closer. Super just uncomfortable. Real, yeah, like so close that it's just <laughs> like cheek. inside. It's just this yeah. flesh colored. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just the teardrop. Entire frame. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm going to go inside of their yeah, eyes. I don't right. feel that that's more close than other times. It when was, it, they did have the, a. The, that's really close. That, that one. Yeah. That. No, not that shot. That yeah. one. It's very cinematic. It's actually really mm. beautiful. <laughs> that was the moment when it's he said, shot. He said, no, we are bringing him. She went, Right, that was great. That was such a great, yeah. Yeah. See, that's really close. It's not hard to look at. I'm just saying it's close. Right. I think we get that when they're singing, but perhaps not when they're just. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah I just is. It was a nice scene, and so what do you think it was, uh, guys? In the in the, so it was the it was the speech about the about ten about things connecting you to people that made Finn go. I'm kind of lying to myself mm-hmm, by being yeah. with Quinn. Is that what happened? He finally. Admitted, admitted it to it, himself yeah. rather than, 
you know. And there's Rachel walking out. And um, another one of these moments where, like, you feel everything is so much more important, every small thing. You know, he's he's like, I shouldn't be with this person. I don't feel tethered to. It's like, yeah. you're 16, right. Jesus. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just have fun. But yeah. they don't know that. Right. You don't know that when well, you're that age. Yeah, I, I think after Romeo and Juliet, the movie screened, a lot of teenagers broke up because they were like, we're yeah. not as in love as <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. not right. kill myself for you. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Until, I'm, <laughs> until I'm prepared to commit suicide, it's right. not right. right. <laughs> it's not true, just kids. So, yeah, I was just going to say, let's just all... <laughs> let's let's take, it, let's, yeah, take it down a notch. Right. Anyway, so then we it come... It gets better. We, uh, Jesus. Then we get... <laughs> we, uh, did Google Chrome... Google Chrome, that commercial, Google Chrome's commercial about it gets better. Do you, do you know about that? No. You guys, does the show have anything to do with that? No. Oh, it airs a lot during the show. During the show, yeah. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. I it's just know. Go- Google Chrome have a commercial, and What's it's Google and it, Chrome. Google it, Chrome. It's like a it's like a new kind of browser that I Google have created, right. and uh, they've just sort of just done a re revisit of the it gets better campaign. Uh-huh kind of linking themselves with it and I think coming out against after some of the obnoxious comments of people like Brett Easton Ellis and right, Glenn right, Beck right. recently. Oh, that's fantastic. And they've done and it's been on during the show the last two, three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I should pay so attention we, we to were, our sponsors. We were just calling we, we were just we commented on it yeah, the last few weeks. For the um, record, Ian Brennan does pay attention to his sponsors. And he has everything <laughs> yes. to do with their programming. Google yeah. Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, then we come into uh, the last kind of the last little bit of the show. Uh, Jesse still being a dork um, wants to uh, Brit invites him onto fondue for two that, that I would like to oh, see but he yeah. does say oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, this is just happening yeah. right now I burst into With sobbing Becky. tears when she, they I hug. heard that I was just so when, when she moved when she, says when she to hug welcomed her, her yeah. back yeah. and and, and hugged her and says it was what Katie womb rage there it is womb rage yes womb rage was a beautiful copy written by Ian Brennan. But the thing, the thing we were talking about, how Jesse's out of control. Yeah, right. That was also he though. He had a great line where he said, "Well, my parents sat my siblings down and told them (laughs) that I was their favorite. My sisters and I fight all the time over who is my dad's favorite. Right. And we like he goes, my parents owed them the truth. (laughs) So so maybe Allison, Amy. Yeah, if you're watching, I'm Mr. and Mrs. Page, probably just come clean. <laughs> I'm the favorite. Right. <laughs> On this little shot of little shot, yeah, sorry, really of Becky's good. hands around the back of hugging yeah. Sue. We're just seeing that. On the um, on the big screen. Yeah. Um, for those of you podcasting, and then this is the big news. Yeah. Now Sue's, this can't last. Sue's supposed to be running for Congress. No, oh, no. Sue. Sue's saying I'm not going to. I'm going to be nice he, to you from now on. Good luck. No. Yeah. Uh, no, she has bigger fish to fry. But who's going to uh, be their devil seat now? In the United States Congress. <laughs> that I like. That I love that. That was brilliant. I yeah. love that that's like coming the off seat. of Donald Trump, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we can't yeah. lose. Perfect I mean, timing. but, but uh, um, I'm sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure that come season three, this is my personal little, you know, feeling that our prime antagonist, Will's prime, you know. Mm hmm. Well, I'm hoping she sticks around and still keeps having cracks at his butt chin and uh, yep. his his greasy hair. Yep, that's um, right. I love that she said right now it's that dancing <laughs> it's Asian. Asian. Yeah. Yeah. When they when great. you guys called it a um uh, a head merkin. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so funny. <laughs> for those of you. We talked about that last time. <laughs> but it, and we also we, we so did good. get we got a little bit of a plug in for public health care. There's an, we got yeah. the issue in like Sue saying, well, my my you know, it's going to be her, yeah, fla- her my platform sister for the Sue Sylvester American Liberty Party or whatever. Sylvester Care, not right. Obamacare. Sylvester Care, Sylvester Care. And then of course, uh, so in a way, both the bitches 
came good. Mm-hmm. Sue apologises, and then the ex... Uh, mm-hmm. comes through with first-class tickets for the Glee Club to go to New York. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, she did not want them to go to Libya. What was that no. thing Which about nice. American yeah. Airlines being immaculate? Was that sponsoring? Is that something you is that, guys were now, is paid that to product say? Placement? Is that product placement? I actually, to be honest, I have no idea. Um, it certainly sounded like it. That is not uh, That's not how I would generally describe airplanes. Well, yeah, that's no, probably it how actually they got jumped the on a laugh because she said something about monkeypox, and then I laughed, and then I didn't actually hear the line. Yeah, mm. yeah well, because they're going to fly American now, so, and I'm sure maybe they... Because you, you guys filmed in New York, so yeah. is that who flew them out there? Well, probably? we did fly American, so maybe that is. I'm pretty case. sure that must be linked. You're not just flying. <laughs> You're flying the friendly skies. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's United. And apparently their planes, no, I think that might be no, United. No, no, We're, no. It's not good We're American Airlines. American. Something special in the air. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Look they should that. just take that, that was right? I mean, just a screenshot just of that. Use it. And just then pay you like 50 grand. Can we you know buy what? it I'll from it you? Free. How much? It's for free. <laughs> no Wowzers. Put it towards uh, the show. So yeah. we can sell it. So yeah. fine. So uh, finally, Will is breaking hearts left and right. He yeah. starts with with the ex, who's sort of being nice and pretending. She looked great in this episode. She did. Mm-hmm. I always she's think a, she's, she's beautiful. A great actress. Yeah. What's, she's fantastic. What's the actress's name? Jesslyn Gilsey. Totally, totally hilarious. Yeah. Um, she's leaving to go to a pilot, right? A Quebecer. Uh, she's a Canuck. She's a Canadian. Ah, right. Um, from Montreal. Yeah. Uh, where right. I, I lived. Right. Uh, for one day. I lived there for a day. Right. But I when what I was there. But he took the accent oh, home. I lived. Yeah. Oh, je me souviens. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's great. So I hope I, I think she'll be. And she, of course, was very sad to be going to Miami and hoping that he would follow her, but she didn't. He didn't. Looks like and he's got uh, he turns, and then there's, yeah, there's uh, our, our favorite Jamie yep. Mays, yep. uh, who is just. Uh, she's such a good actress. She's, yep. and she's dynamite. Yep. And um, she's doing the distancing thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Why weren't she just. Love him. Well, she doesn't want to hold another, him back. We've got another couple Physically of Physically and couple emotionally. Of, uh, another couple of, of, and of spiritually. seasons spiritually. to draw I this out. I want her out. to tether herself to him. Tether. They're tethered, baby. They are tethered. They it won't matter if he yeah. goes to New York. There's a lot of tethering in this room. Tethered, tonight, really. ladies and gentlemen. I love tetherball. Um, That's a great we feel game. Te- we're tethered to Buzz as well, of course. Our mascot Buzz sleeping there soundly. There he just heard. He gave us a little wink. Here it was. He gave us a little... Eyebrow oh, rise. Oh, this bit I is always very back. So Jesse, yeah, Jesse St. James comes in. You remember the masculine click of my designer boots? I love that <laughs> one too. Yeah. And so was that you, Ian? Um, I believe that was. I think believe Brad wrote this scene. Okay. All right, <gasps> it was tops. Um, he tells her that she's in. No, I d- I don't remember. Do you guys just feel like you're the same person now? You a little bit. Well, we break stories together. So we'll, a lot of times we'll come up with stuff in the room or we'll talk through stuff. So then it's just really a question of who writes stuff down. Other right. times there is scenes where it's just like, ah, write that. What or about like, when he said, I'm office. able to give feedback that is blistering and unfaithful? That was me. I was able to, yeah, <laughs> I, got, I, I was lucky enough to have those. And blistering. It's, when, when, and when Jesse said that right? earlier in the episode. Yeah. yeah. Blistering yeah. and unfaithful. Unhelpful. Unhelpful. Blistering and unhelpful. Channeling a bit of of what's his face Simon of course Cowell. Simon Cowell yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd, make, he'd do a very good Simon Cowell mm-hmm. as a kid really, really, truly, he'd do yeah. a lot of 
He are does. You, he's. I've got a bit of a man crush. He's super handsome. Are and you guys avoiding the doing the Spring Awakening? The guy ever. The <laughs> voice, though. I, I mean, know. when he came in doing Adele down the Ro- stairs. Yeah. Oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Like he gave he gave her a run for her money, yeah. quite frankly, in that performance. Are you just avoiding Don't you know. them? Do. Don't you know? <laughs> you heard it here first, people. God, Jesus. We heard it. Yeah. Oh my God. We'll never hear it again. When you scream, you have to pull the mic away, like Christina Aguilera. No, like that. Have you seen the voice that guy with the with the really bad mic, with the really bad mic technique on the voice? He'll pull the he'll pull. He thinks yeah, he's being practice. fancy. He thinks he's being there. fancy, and he'll pull the mic away from him when he's singing. But but it's right in the middle of an important phrase. So he'll be la, 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 and he thinks he's being cool, like doing that. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What I was going to ask you is if you're purposely not doing Spring Awakening songs because you make it a little too together. meta. I know, since like the entire cast of Spring Awakening <laughs> is actually now our cast. I know, little... with the two of them and Jenna Ashkowitz, I, I just want them to do a little bit of purple, what is it called? Something purple wind. Rain. Something like that. Purple yeah. wind. Can we do some purple more prints? You're going to do some prints? Right? No, no, we have such a, such a cue of. What about the Beatles? Yeah. Can you get the Beatles? Well, they, they won't release them. Um,. No, we. Uh, I want a Beatles at big time. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We. Uh, no, we've gotten. We got a. We got a mixtape from Sir Paul McCartney, which is pretty amazing. When it's like, wow. hey, here's songs for Glee. Love was it on Sir a cassette? Paul. Yeah, it's an eight track. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. No, yeah, it was. It was you can it was play great. it in your '92 <laughs> Honda. Totally. Yeah. Uh, no, we've been so lucky with like people. I would love. Well, now people Beatles just want to give you guys the kids, everything. Yes. I would imagine. Man, the kids yeah. need to hear the Beatles. I know, like right? they heard yeah. Fleetwood Mac. They need to be educated in this stuff. I know. It's I your responsibility that. now. Not just the kids. Uh, full-grown women who were on the show two weeks ago. And didn't oh yeah, know who Fleetwood Mac was. She was like, I didn't know any of those. Songs. Oh lord. It's like no, not a one. <laughs> anyway. But that is something that the show does that's so great oh, is educate look at that. young well, people. Well, especially about when they're going the back to Gypsy and doing yeah. like Patty Lapone and stuff. Can you do a little Evita? I've been waiting. We have. Oh, well, you did done? Argentina. Yeah. 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 Don't cry mm-hmm. for me. That might be the only one we've that's done. The now, uh, so anyway, just to just to wrap it up, kids. I'd remember and I'd have it on my iPod on mm-hmm. repeat. Uh, Mr. Shoe, <laughs> Mr. Shoe sets them straight, of course, and says, "No, yeah. we're going to do it how we always do it," and we're just left with one little teaser where. Quinn says, drops in a little line saying that she's going to save it for New York. Yeah. A surprise, which a surprise. Yes. not her haircut because they ruined so that surprise. So we will, oh, we yeah. will discuss yeah. that. We will discuss that when we come to our predictions. There's another at the end baby of the show. in New York. Whoever does these prelapse <laughs> at the beginning is the the guy who does the voiceovers for that. It, I just wanted to mention mm. that it's just. I, just I a think fantastic he has talent. an amazing voice. Fantastic talent. I don't know who that I is, mean, but uh, super, should, they're, super and they're talented. really good. They're really good recaps because they're so super concise. fast and jazzed no, up. They really, I mean, they're just they set the tone for the entire show. I mean, fantastic. could you do an impression of that voice? It's too good. I couldn't. I wouldn't. And here's a I wouldn't feel comfortable <laughs> doing that. What I do know, is what whatever that guy's getting paid, he should get paid double. He He's should. Fantastic. I assume it's a guy. Make it happen. Could be a really husky lady. Just in case you're wondering, Ian Brennan does do those recaps at the top. Of the show, oh, that's true. So. is that you? Yeah, I thought you. I, Are you joking? No, that's no me. he was secretly no, actually, praising himself. Was secretly what? Praising myself. It wasn't yeah. very yeah. secret. No, she got it, but I, I was I like, yeah, yeah. Who is, well, I, yeah. I thought that sometimes, yeah. missed, I thought sometimes Luckily, Michael, Matthew Morrison did them. No, no, <laughs> no people it, think that it's he me. Thinks it's, so here's what you missed Matthew Morrison is blank, 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 blank. And then Rachel it. is looking at the camera, and then Diana's doing something else, and Matthew Morrison has never done one. No, they're always me. Never he sounds, he sounds like it though, and he doesn't. Yeah, no, Do I knew it wasn't Matthew. Try and remember. I did one today, uh, but I can't remember. Uh, Shelby so. wants you to dance for us. <laughs> dance, <laughs> right. yes. Dance. We no, have a G string. Me, and that's what you missed. On Glee. Yay. But you don't do Glee. 
Well, <laughs> on that note, on that yeah. note, uh, we come to the end of our, our discussion of the episode. Let's take Buzz a quick commercial. Let's oh, Buzz is had enough. Let's take a quick commercial on. break, and we're going to be back, and we're going to grill Ian Brennan, co-creator and executive producer of Glee, a little bit more. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yes. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's experience. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Four, two, four, two, I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. That wig. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. Alrighty, so we're back here for AfterBuzz TV for this week's episode of Glee. We're talking with uh, Trilby, Elizabeth, Katie and Paul, and of course, Ian Brennan. Um, I've got a few questions for you, Ian. Uh-huh. Here we go. Tell us the story behind the show's beginning. Is Wikipedia right? Did you write a, uh, a, a, a film, script, it got somehow to Ryan Murphy in a yep. gym? Yep. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, um, yeah, I wrote, uh, it was 2005, I was a... Uh, in New York as an actor and I was um, had a month off and I knew I uh, wanted to write about a screenplay called Glee about a show choir totally it was way different it was a independent film totally different um, but yeah then wrote it then had it for a couple of years then randomly uh, a friend of mine uh, knew Ryan from the gym super random he knew he was from Indiana he knew he would know what uh, show choir was handed him the script he liked it then I flew from I was doing a play in Louisville at the time and then um, flew out uh, and met with Ryan and Brad and they were sort of sat down with me and they were like, hey, so we think this would be a good TV show. Um, then the three of us sort of started from scratch because to, tonally it was t- t- similar but different. It was, it was uh, we knew it needed to be a network TV show. Um, it wasn't a cable show. It was going to be for like Fox. So we, um, so we started, started from scratch and then um, the three of us right away just worked really, really well together. Like we just uh, hit it off. And then uh, very quickly, it was only a month, we had us, we had um, still have it on my computer. It says June Glee over the month of June. We wrote, wrote it. That would have been 2008, I guess. And then very quickly got greenlit and then we went into production. Then by, um, yeah, then just became a pilot and then it. And the rest is history. Crazy. Really, really, really unusual. Right. Yeah. And so uh, a day in a day a day a week a week and a half in the life you say to, to shoot an episode takes ten days. Uh, hopefully not. We're we're slated for for eight, sometimes seven. We rarely do that, but usually eight days. Usually bleeds into a ninth. Rarely longer than that. But yeah, yeah. right. But that's working days. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not, yeah. So I meant ten, including the weekend. So yes. about a week and a half. Yeah. Um, and and how's it? So how's it structured between the writing, the rehearsal, the recording of the Songs, the yep. shooting, the editing. It's just all at once. Like we, um, with with luck, we'd sort of sit down with an idea. Um, Ryan will generally have a, a a pretty good structure of what he thinks an episode should be about. Or you mm-hmm. know, like for instance, this one was sort of like a funeral. We're gonna have. How long ago before the shooting did you do you come to making that decision? I mean, at this point in the season, it's it's actually quite 
soon. We've actually towards the end we we began uh, we would shoot partial scripts. We sort of knew where know where they were headed, but we would be sort of writing them as we went, sort of writing pages for um, for the day we're shooting. That we luckily that only happens towards way towards the end of the schedule because um, it's a very hectic way to work. But uh, but I guess but, you know every, you know the characters so well now. The actors know what yeah. They're it's doing almost so well. and, and because it's just the three of us writing, we it's it's sort of almost. I mean, this is super lame, but like it's sort of it's almost more like being in a band where you just sort of are like hit it, like let's go, and you just sort of um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you you sort of know what your strengths are, you know what their strengths are, and you can sort of play against one another, um, and it actually becomes quite efficient. The reason why we didn't hire a writing staff like in during this season is because we got a little behind, and you get addicted to sort of the process and the speed at which we we're able to work. So um, at a certain point, it would have hi- br- bringing people on would have actually slowed us down. So. Um, Anyway, going into next season, we'll bring we'll bring on a staff, which will be um, just a just a good. Uh, Is that also going to be? I mean, because also Ryan's got a big new show coming up on right. FX, and yeah. so that will obviously allow for a little. Yeah, it'll more. Ju- uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan and Brad are both uh, they they uh, and Brad yes, both put that together, but they they'll yeah, so they'll be sort of shuttling between. So it it'll actually be great to just have uh, just to just to lighten the load a little bit. So and will you be kind of showrunning Glee? No, 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 uh, no. Ryan, Ryan will still do that I, I may along with brad may sort of run the writer's room but it'll uh yeah it'll be it'll be interesting we'll we'll see how it works out it's just that and it's i, I hopefully it won't change the voice of the show i don't i don't think it will what what i what i the hope is that then like when you sort of like those times when you hit now with the three of us anytime you hit the wall where you're just sort of out of ideas like it'll everything sort of grinds to a screeching halt and then you just want It'll sort of be like a bullpen that we can New just blood. sort of go to. Exactly. And just, you know, just sometimes like, hey, we're sort of stuck for an idea, like, bam, then we're back. And because this too. because this show exists so much in the popular culture consciousness kind mm-hmm. of of the country, I think that you're going to actually get some great ideas coming in from some new people. That could be really, Most really definitely. healthy. Yeah. He's saying your ideas are currently bad. Super stale. Uh, yeah. But wait, since Old. it's just three yeah. of you, is someone on set or you've just sat down with the directors and gone over the episode so much that you don't have to be there making sure that the tone is right and you're getting what you need? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan and Brad will tone the director. We'll do tone meetings um, in which just just sitting down with the director and, um, you know, generally be like, what's your, okay, like for this scene, like well, this is what the feel should be. Like, what's your opening shot? Like, what what are you going to, are you going to do Steadicam? Are you going to be in studio mode or whatever? And then like, how how do you get out? What's the what's the shot that gets you out? Or, or what's the one thing interesting about this scene that you're going to add to it? That's that's generally um, how it goes. And then and then we sort of work with the same. Um, I think we only had one one or two n- directors we hadn't worked with this year. Um, so then you you get a good feel of um, you know we have five or six directors that we just love and can really trust to just get the tone. And it's it's honestly not an easy show to do because mm-hmm. of that. It's um, the schedule's really punishing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's slow going. Um, you don't get a lot of time, uh, to, to futz around. Like it's just how much rehearsal do the, do the actors get on their songs and their dancing before they're shooting? It all depends. It's way less than you think though. It's, it's really shocking. They've all, they've gotten really, really good there. It's just impressive how, um, yeah, they'll sort of be expected to sort of learn, uh, learn the songs in their own time and then go into the studio with Adam and then, but then they sort of have to, you know, they, they have to know the songs well enough to be able to sort of like so they're kind of they, they're kind of getting a script over a weekend yeah. they're like learn, so learning actors. a song yeah and yeah. then they're, they're they're recording them before they're on set so that's happening a monday or a tuesday yeah. right then they're start then they're probably wow. dancing at yeah. that time as well yeah and then they're shooting by thir- wednesday thursday friday monday tuesday yeah. and then you're 
t- turning around. It's yeah, it's it's super fast. Sometimes you do block shooting. Sometimes you'll need to do a bunch of things. So you're like, well, we'll have this side of the auditorium today, and then you'll have to do that later. So you, it's just a it's just a it's just a ton. There, I I just really my hats off to them. And how long do the editors get on an episode before it's got to be ready? It's again, it's like, um, you know, I don't even know. Um, they they turn it around really quickly. I'll be because surprised. Because it, it's really sharp editing as well. well you yeah. know, it's got a really particular style. Do you yeah. have teams of editors so they get, yeah. you know, one yeah. or Yeah, so there'll be one okay. or two working on one each, but then but then Brad Baker, who directed this one, is, is usually supervising them, so they all go through. He'll do like a producer's pass, and then Ryan is very, very hands-on in the editing. That He'll, um, he'll then come in and sort of do another pass and, and sort of, um, he just does a good, he has a good, ear for the tone and what will work and not and Mm -hmm. um you know he can sometimes make you know sometimes you can have raw material that isn't isn't as good and then you can sort of make it into it just it it just pulls together and i I, i'm actually lucky to see a lot of the early edits and then um the later ones and it's actually it's it's that it's the process of editing it's the process of actually pulling stuff out that actually makes the show sort of like Mm -hmm. pop you'll see yeah you'll just be like oh this is good and it's all funny and it's all good but like it just is it drags a little bit and then sometimes you just have to like burn yeah your babies and a lot of stuff we spend a lot of time we write long scripts like sometimes deliberately we'll sometimes write um in a sometimes our script i mean this the finale script came in at like 49 pages and just the hope is that like you're going to be able to find some stuff to pull out. So it actually, yeah. um, we sort of overwrite a little bit and then, and then yanks and then, and then, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. edit in, edit stuff out at the end. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite character? Two. Although um, recently uh, I've really enjoyed, uh, Santana has just been really, really fun to write. And <laughs> yeah. then oddly enough, um, uh, Cheyenne Jackson's character that who plays Dustin Goolsby, who's mm-hmm. the coach of vocal adrenaline is just, it's just really, really, really fun. You can Are we going to see anything. more of him? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love the headmaster. Yep. Um, yep. The headmaster. Yeah, he can How just, cute are he, you? Yeah, he can't. <laughs> right. I love him. I love the vicar. <laughs> I love the constable down at the courthouse. Think of one of the funniest, yeah. funniest things that's happened on set. Funniest moment. Um. He's been writing. Funniest and <laughs> or yeah. most inspiring and or most challenging and or most touching. Oh, Probably my God. Time for one. Yeah, there was... Um, Just something remarkable that happened on set that we'd love to hear. Well, there was actually one time... Uh, it's actually in the first season when we had, that, we had the deaf choir. That was sort of a weird weird sort of transcendent moment that you're like oh this is real and and I, I was just praying I was like god I hope this doesn't come off as comic because we really don't mean it that way uh, there was another one in this season when we did uh, where where Jane and Matt sing with um, with kids who have cancer it was just like this that's right in the oh, yeah. little yeah, circle just, just really and again it just it just walks a fine line of not being too maudlin but it's just really again just it, it, you know just having the show's able to sort of do that it's a, it's a real gift and it was also Jane Lynch was in that scene. And there was right. another one of those moments where you just see her acting and she's right. going so deep. So she's not making fun of it, you know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she really does kind of give you permission she sets the tone. to go there. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. right. How has it changed your life? Uh I can't even begin. It's it's just fantastic. It's uh you know, I was an actor in New York and now I'm sort of a writer in LA and and, and more of it's just that like it uh which I finally come to enjoy. I've actually really come to love LA. It took a while. Um, but now I really like it, and uh, it's just great. You just never expect it. It's 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 really hard to. I mean, you almost in a way get sort of like survivor's guilt. There's I you know like uh, particularly as actors and artists, like you you 
you meet a lot in your travels, like a lot of talented people, and it's a hard road. Like, and it's very, very random of who makes it and who doesn't. It's, it's like, um, there is a sort of like, why me? It's like what Sue it. said. Yeah. <laughs> With Jean. Literally, Literally, you, literally, you know, just like that, that when you wrote that. The rest of people are dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I did. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. There is a. Yeah. You just you. Just very, very fortunate, and and um, you know, you, you like to think you put yourself in a position to be fortunate, but like it's it's just been really fantastic. And then to sort of and and then and that's just that would I, I would have been just happy. I mean, the, the the whole hope was that just like this pilot would get picked up, and we we didn't think it was going to be some huge hit at all. There was no reason it should have been. Like a musical hadn't worked on TV in like ever since cop rock yeah no, right? that didn't work either surprise <laughs> but i recently saw I, I watched the pilot sorry um, about that not that <laughs> long ago. right um well it's because they were trying to they had to they had to write a new song they had to write a new set of songs each week which we yeah. don't have to do so we were so we sort of cheat um but uh yeah it just shouldn't you know fox took a big risk and we it didn't i mean there's just no people don't even know what Glee clubs are like show choirs don't exist everywhere right? it was just a crazy now. that it would have become yeah that it would have become a hit um, nationwide and then and then internationally it's just astonishing so like we we just we never never expected that so that's that's sort of an added thing that you sort of feel like you have the world's ear or sort of a, m- a mouthpiece to sort of you know and, and it's not that like we have any kind of agenda it's not at all but it is it's sort of that we just want to you just get to sort of speak your mind well thank and, like, god you see, thank god you guys are saying the things you're saying in that case as far as I'm concerned that's yeah. my personal yeah. opinion nice. well, you, you're booked on for two more years at the, currently um, uh, the, the, the show. There are two more seasons locked in, or was it no, one? No, just one more. Just yeah, one? We, we we had an order for season two and three together. So do we, you uh, guys see? I mean, you probably can't know. You might not even be able to say. But I mean, I mean, how how much of a future does a show like this have? How many seasons do you think it could feasibly hold its integrity and uh, appeal without getting stale? I mean, I think several more years. I think there's there's much, particularly if we we you know we've what's been really great about the show is you can bring in like Court Overstreet, you can bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the character of Zeises. You can bring in all these new characters that 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 sort of breathe some life into it. So it, it isn't dependent on any one individual character. We actually loved the the bit last, like the scene that Trilbs mentioned uh, earlier, where uh, um, Artie went in and sang to Brit. I loved right. seeing them in another in another classroom, this cooking yeah. class, and then all of a sudden you realize, well, who's their teacher and who yeah, are the others? And, and then there's this, there are so many other exactly. worlds sort of that endless. you, can, mm-hmm. you yeah. can build into. So I think the mind reels. We could, yeah. The the hope would be that we. I mean, hopefully we were on for. Much much longer until America is totally annoyed. But like, mm. um, and yeah, then the I, we'd be willing to. The potential, like in the way that they do, kind of in the UK, where they sort of bring in a whole new cast, but it's within the same kind of framework of the story. Yeah. You know the way that they would have like skins, and they're all in one high school, and they have a couple characters who are a little younger, maybe in the group, yeah. and then they're friends, and they kind of breathe. They kind of allow the show to go on almost in a really realistic way. In the exactly. Way that, like, yeah. The school would go on. There'd be freshmen and sophomores like coming Degrassi in. Like Degrassi Junior High. Right. Sure. Exactly. Like Degrassi if, you, if you're if you 15 and you're a female. Yep. Um, or if you're Paul Ashton. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now, lastly, um, 10 questions. Yep. Super fast. Oh Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you listening to first on your iPod right now? Favorite song on your iPod right now? Oh, I just listened to, I downloaded again, uh, Tons Van Sands, Poncho, and Lefty. Favorite United States city? Uh, Chicago. Favorite actor? Um, uh, Clive Owen. Favorite director. <laughs> really? Uh, no, one, no one's gonna Fa- kill you. Favorite movie. Empire Strikes Back. You idiot. <laughs> that is. I knew you were movie? gonna say that. Yeah. Jesus. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Coke or Pepsi? 
cocaine, Pepsi Coke. Carrot. <laughs> oh, no, ca- no, no, cocaine. Carrot and apple juice or spirulina. What? I don't even know spirulina. John Car- Stewart. Uh, John Stewart John or Stephen Stewart. Colbert. Oh, they're both. I can't choose. That's like choosing. That's Sophie's choice. Paul Ashton or Johnny Depp. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and that concludes. Look, obviously next week in New York's going to be crazy. Um, I have a feeling Quinn might try and throw a cat among the pigeons, mm-hmm. uh, but we're all very oh, excited about it. Is that guys. another phrase? Horses Probably. for courses. Horses for courses. Cat among the pigeons? Never heard that? Do you guys have anything you think no, anything important for the predictions? Still. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I can't wait. Do, do the math. Yeah, I do have I feel a. Like um, what do you think? Quinn's going to ruin. She does something. She does. She does something unscripted. I think this unscripted thing is that Finn and um, Rachel are going to kiss. I think that's what's unscripted because Jesse looked very upset about it. Wow. Oh yeah. He was like, "Is that?" I think that's a very good prediction. (laughs) I think it's a great prediction. (laughs) Ian is playing a poker face. Uh, Elizabeth, do you have any predictions? I'm just so nervous and excited. It's going to be great. She's nervous. (laughs) I predict Elizabeth. The most expensive episode so far, right? New York. I want to go to New York. Yep, yep. I think it's. I think six million. Yeah, that's what I read. Awesome. Well, look, um, guys, ladies and gents out there. Thanks, Ian. Um, Hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you so so much for coming in, Ian. We really appreciate it. Fantastic. Just so exciting for everyone to hear, you know, kind of some inside stuff. Thank you, Trilbs, for coming in again. So nice to see you. Elizabeth, Katie, DJ Jesse in the Perspex booth, as always, on the money. Buzz, our mascot, killing it down there. Uh, to all of you out in Ustream land, podcast land, we are after Buzz TV. Tell your friends about us. Hope you enjoyed the show. This was Glee Season 2, Episode 21, Funeral. Um, we will see you next week for the finale. It's going to be big. We'll see you then. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.